She Almighty podcast. I'm Michaela Jackson, coach, female champion, and the founder of She Almighty, which provides coaching services and events for women all over the world. She Almighty is all about women self-empowering to be the best version of themselves and to create careers, businesses, and lives they love with positive impact. The She Almighty podcast is about amplifying the voices of women who are doing just that, who are living and leading by example, and are having a positive ripple effect as a result. I hope we will provide you with the inspiration and aspiration to be a She Almighty too. Enjoy listening. For our fourth episode, we chat to Gillian Hip, the founder of Move Into Balance, which is all about helping women to switch off their busy minds, connect with their bodies, and to find lasting strategies for them to feel confident, energized to work and play to their full potential. Gillian is a trained dance movement psychotherapist, joint course leader of a performing arts degree at a specialist arts college, and is currently completing her PhD research into movement and well-being in the workplace. Welcome, Gillian. Hello, thank you for having me. <laughs> thank you so much for coming on. How are you doing in these strange times? Yes, we sort of go with the flow. <laughs> <laughs> As we're all doing, yeah. And you've got three <laughs> lovely girls, haven't you, at home? I have got wow. three lovely you've girls. You've got your hands with me, full. Yes, <laughs> indeed. <laughs> Homeschooling a lot. <laughs> Homeschooling. Um, motivation is dwindling I think but we keep it going we've got a science project of tadpoles growing wow. in my kitchen right Lovely. now <laughs> nice <laughs> hopefully they don't uh, get too active and jump into any of the might be a bit of protein though you know so I mean <laughs> that's all good but no I, I I hear you it's it's challenges isn't it that we're all facing different ones but I think I really um empathize with mums and dads all over the the country and the world that are really uh taking it for, mm. for the country and and doing it all so well done you for getting through it and staying sane hopefully in the process yes <laughs> yep <laughs> oh, well look I've got you on today because um we connected through the Albright, didn't we? Which is um, yes, a female we members club, and um, and we connected virtually through their their Connect app. And I was sort of just putting it out there, saying I've started a podcast. Is there anybody out there that would like to share what they do? And I was really glad that you reached out, um, because as you know, this is all about kind of uh, showcasing. Um, what women are doing within their businesses or workplaces that is having a positive impact for other people and from what I already know about what you're doing that's that's definitely the case so so let's you know without further ado let's get into it so everybody else can learn about um, you know your mission and what you do so so could you please tell us a bit a bit more about you you know a bit more about moving to balance and, and what your mission is through it Sure. So I've got several strings to my bow, but the one thing that links and combines everything is my movement and dance practice. And my aim is to help and support individuals to live their best life possible and feel joy doing so. Um, 
so I course lead a performing arts degree program at a specialist art college so the students there obviously I can influence them with my practice um, but I'm also a trained movement psychotherapist and I've recently set up my online practice Move Into Balance uh, which supports women who struggle with their busy minds to find their way of switching off so I think we all know what it can be like especially right now where we're sort of worrying we're anxious everything's churning um, and I help them switch off from all that connect with their bodies and show them ways to feel energized again to enjoy their work and enjoy their life maybe outside of work as well amazing um i think definitely something i resonate with the whole busy mind thing <laughs> and i think probably most of the ladies that i work with do too and i think what's lovely about you about what you've said there it is about bringing more joy i guess right into people's lives because i think we're so busy aren't we sort of being and trying to sorry trying to be more productive and do more and thinking about the next yes. thing and oh even what's going on in our day and I think we can get very caught up in that and and maybe not building time for the soulful stuff or the stuff that makes us mm. feel good and and definitely that whole connecting with our bodies um I think you know a lot of us think about it in terms of oh, let's do some exercise or get out I've got to go for a run or whatever it is or get to the gym yeah. or but the, the real connection part with the bodies is, is what I'm excited to sort of hear more about because I just don't think that we do enough, or most of us then don't do um, enough of that, you know, in our sort of everyday yeah. lives. Um, so, so we'll get into the details of that a little bit more, but I'd love to hear about your story and really what led you to get into what you do. Yes, so um, like so many other little girls, I'm assuming, um, my parents took me to my first ballet lesson when I was about three. Um, I think the class took place in the neighbour's living room. <laughs> and um, um, I've never stopped moving and dancing since. And for me, it was a form of expression. So I um, grew up bilingually. My dad was German or is German. My mum's English. And we lived in several countries throughout Europe as I grew up. and although I had these two languages to draw upon, I never felt I could fully express myself in either language. Um, and my mistakes were often apparent, you know, especially in my schoolwork with sort of the languages just weren't really my strong point. Um, and movement and dance felt like my safe way to express myself without anyone niggling at my grammar, <laughs> or, mm. uh, you know, punctuation or using the wrong word. Um, and in particular, I felt that when I could just improvise. So again, not having a specific technique, but just just being. Mm. Um, and I, you know, I did train and go into various different dance techniques. And at the age of 18, I decided to move back to the UK. We were living in Germany at the time. Um, I just completed my A-levels there. And I, I, I found that I could study dance here in the UK at university and my aim back then was to use my dance skills in some way to help people and you know I was searching and looking and dance movement psychotherapy did pop up at that point and I thought oh well I don't really know what it is but um, I'll put it down as a reason why I want to study dance you know when you do your whole application form mm -hmm. so it was all already then it was in the back of my mind and um, 
Once I finished my sort of dance degree, I very quickly found a job as dance and performing arts lecturer in a further and higher education college. And so that, that initial idea of I want to help someone through dance movement therapy was sort of pushed aside so that I could complete my teacher teaching qualification and do other training in the meantime. And, you know, I love teaching is one form of helping people. So I really got into that, loved it. I loved the creative project. I loved working with the students and I still do. Um, and it really stimulated me and challenged me uh, mentally and physically every day and I loved that um, but then in 2004 I had a really terrible car accident and I wasn't able to work and I was at home and I wanted to be productive <laughs> like you were saying earlier on we want to be productive I wanted, wanted to get on with things um, but my body was just in a huge amount of pain and I was I felt really frustrated with my body that it just wasn't allowing me to do the things I wanted to do. And it went on and on and on. My healing process, it just wasn't going anywhere. I kept on pushing myself, getting frustrated. I was just in that cycle of, you know, nothing getting better. Mm. And, um, and it wasn't until I just went, actually, you know, it feels... I keep on doing the same thing and getting the same results. So I need to change something here. And it's, I started just stopping. I started reframing my mind. I started being kind to my body rather than pushing it. I started listening to it. And that's when I started seeing improvements, um, you know, and really sort of appreciating the small things that I could do rather than getting upset and frustrated with the big things I couldn't do. Mm. Um, and so that experience was also the time when movement therapy popped back up into my my thinking um, and when I then was able to move again uh, it took a good you know part of a year to get back to that point um, I, I began my movement therapy part-time studies um, which I did over five years um, whilst working and have look, having a couple of kids in between so it was part-time mm. but um, I, I sort of learned how to listen to my body I learned how to move authentically and well relearn how to move authentically because as a child we all do it and then our so we become very self-aware don't we and we mm. sort of stop doing that um having to relearn it all and um you know sort of just let go of all those dance techniques that had that had been put on me as well um you know there's mm. in ballet there's a right way of doing things and a wrong way of doing things mm. and switching that off that's that's an interesting one to learn mm. um and that was a challenge but a bit you know i letting go of it all reconnecting with the body and I also learned how to observe other people and their movement and use it as the primary tool for communication in a therapy session um so that's that's how I've got to that really <laughs> wow that's such an amazing story and gosh there's so many sort of uh, gems and wonderful points in there but just a few that I want to pick up on because I think something that I think is really lovely is that you said 
when you were younger and you were moving around and you didn't feel you were necessarily kind of um you didn't feel confident expressing yourself in in english or german and and dance kind of became um something that helped you to express yourself and to feel more confident and now you help others with that i think that's mm. that's really lovely isn't it that that's it that's what dance has done for you and you know use that to help other people and you know i actually um, i used to do dancing too and i found you know i always say about myself i'm not necessarily a creative person or and i know we all can be in in different ways and there's different forms of it isn't there but i really found that for me dance really was a way of me expressing myself too and this is something about it isn't there when you when there's music on or you start like moving your body it's just like the sense of i don't know it's it's a really it's a deep feeling isn't it and i think it's a sense mm. of freedom as well that you get from it and yeah, absolutely so that that's something that i personally can sort of resonate with and um, but i think actually the bigger point is that you said are things that i think are so important in our life in general you talked about sort of um listening to your to your body so being in tune with you and what it needed you know letting go reconnecting appreciating what you could do not focusing on what you couldn't do and seeing results because of that you know and and all of those things are wider themes aren't they in in our lives whether that's through dance or that's things that we do through our our development generally so i really love that those points that you that you raise are really powerful thank mm. you <laughs> and tell us a bit more so what kind of movement because you mentioned sort of having to um you know in spite of your trainings sort of letting go of techniques or things that you'd maybe been taught previously the right and the wrong aspect I mean what kind of movement do you practice now and, and why is that the case and also what could we expect to experience on a, a movement session or, or a workshop with you so yes I have learned various dance techniques including ballet jazz dance contemporary dance and um sort of in the last few years aerial dance so up in hoops and silks and things mm. and I love them all and they all have their place you know they bring different facets that I you know they're all forms of expression yeah. um, however my absolute favorite is the authentic and improvised movement when I allow my body to speak rather than follow something that's prescribed to me mm. um, you know we all know uh, if we've been to a ballet lesson uh, we have the teacher in front of us showing us exactly what we need to do and we need to copy them so it's our our bodies following someone else's Mm. And structure in someone else's guidelines and it has its place you know like yoga has its place we it sort of teaches us to hold ourselves and um connect you know we do connect with our bodies by doing that but it doesn't allow our bodies to um to f fully communicate how it's feeling mm. and and i deliberately call things movement rather than dance because i always feel that when you say a dance um that there, there are certain expectations that come mm. with that it becomes something performative yeah. um and it becomes something that has to look a certain way um so i that, that's why i sort of try and use the word movement mm. as much as possible because that it could just be you know a little flick of your finger it could be an everyday walk it, it's, it encompasses anything that 
doesn't need to be necessarily be performative mm. um and for me that the joy of movement is just to be just to be and to move as I need to rather than it being prescribed or expected and it mm. then also becomes a discovery of the self um, when we start allowing that to happen um, and sort of moving on in sort of what to expect in my sessions um, it's really important to me to ensure that there is a non-judgmental and positive atmosphere um, I, I think the world is so full of judgment uh, and negativity you know we're often so judgmental of ourselves as well and I like to ensure that my sessions are a safe ha haven from all that where you can let things go and just be mm. um, and my clients have the opportunity in those sessions to really switch off their minds um, you know any thought patterns that might be whirling around mm -hmm. um, <laughs> yes we do and <laughs> connect with their bodies um, listening in on how it actually is and I do that through guided movement improvisations mm. so if uh, your listeners may have gone through guided meditations before so it's similar to that but um, movements included so you, you're um, that there, there's no right or wrong way of moving. Um, I give suggestions and prompts um, that, that encourage the client to move, but they don't, you know, they hear what they hear, they move as they move, they, you know, they might go into a completely different way and then I will adapt to that. Um, and it might be that the body just wants to be still in a session or it might be that it wants to move vigorously. I attune to the client and give movement suggestions to encourage the expression of that and give the client the opportunity to explore how certain things sit and feel in the body. So um, if I see a certain movement pattern taking place, I then might give them scope to experiment with new movements um, as the whole idea that this movement therapy sits on is that the greater your ability is to shift between various movement qualities the easier you are able to adapt to whatever life throws at you so you, you sort of have that grounded point in the middle if you know if you sort of have visualized it you you're in that point and the chaos might be all around you and it might sway you into different directions but because you have got that flexibility to move from one place to another uh, you can go go with the flow and you know that you you've always got that safe place and that grounded place to come back to mm. um yes and so sorry carry on yeah so and then um from those movements that um the, the client does um we then do some reflection of that movement journey they've been on um, we identify movement preferences we identify sort of how the body liked to move or how it disliked to move we identify any struggles that might have been there their flow and we then find links from that into their daily lives and their daily scenarios which gives them then a new insight and understanding that allows them to integrate new thought patterns and new ways of being into their everyday life so that's that's the bit where it becomes really juicy and interesting mm -hmm. yeah um and, and and you know our starting point is the movement and what feels good and what doesn't feel so good 
you know what? That's the sounds wonderful. It sounds very intuitive and very soulful. And, you know, as a, a coach, you're talking about providing kind of a, a non-judgmental space to just be that kind of safe haven. I really appreciate mm. that because that's something obviously that I want to create for my clients too, because like you, I believe that there is, there is a lot of judgment, isn't there an expectation and, and all of these things. Um, and so it really gives, whether it be through movement or, you know, it, or whatever it is, giving people the opportunity to reconnect is so important, isn't it? And I think what I love about what you've just talked about there is that it, it, it sort of translates into their everyday lives. You know, it's not just, obviously it sounds like the process itself, well, not, not a process, but the session itself is a lovely experience, but then that actually then helps them in their everyday lives you know that's the power yeah, of it absolutely um, yes absolutely yeah which is amazing so so you I mean you've I think you've touched on this but I'll ask you it uh, I'll ask <laughs> you this question anyway but why do you think movement is so important you know what do you think the benefits are and what do you really give your clients so I believe that you know movement is the core of our being everything around us moves there is there's no life without movement uh, the smallest cells in our body have movement within them and they communicate with the connections between the cells which is all movement too and sadly in our culture um, it we, we we've created a scenario where we're disconnected from our body and minds are disconnected and that that's sort of taken place over the past 150 years and our minds have been given the authority of knowing so we are so disconnected from our bodies and aren't even aware that it holds all this knowledge and memories as a result and it takes our body to scream at us in pain often for us even to take notice of it you know we will push it and push it until it can't move anymore or, or until we've had injured ourselves and um you know i'm I, I do it too we forget about it most of the time when we're sitting at our computers for example um so movement and being aware subconsciously and being aware of the movement that just allows our body to speak and it allows us to connect and integrate the mind and the body and get them speaking to one another again. Um, and I just need to say, um, one of the sessions I'm running, I had a, a lady the other day who was saying she had been sitting at her computer for four hours trying to solve a problem. And she came to one of my 15 minute sessions and she said, Gillian, I've, I've just had the results that, that you know my solution has mm. come to me and all I had to do was move <laughs> that's such a brilliant example isn't it yeah yeah absolutely and you know the important thing to know is that our body uses the same neurological pathways for our emotions as it does for our movement and so um that 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 idea allows us uh, means that the way we move impacts the way we feel and the way we feel mm. impacts the way we move and so if we change the way we move we can actually change the way we feel and I find that thought so empowering to, uh, and you know just having that awareness is suddenly mm. those mood swings that we might undergo or that down feeling that we might have it's actually not entirely out of our control um, and we, you know, 
we don't need to feel overwhelmed by all our emotions. We can actually go, right, I'm feeling this right now. Well, maybe if I move differently, I can shift myself out of it. I'm not saying, you know, I'm not dismissing emotions. What mm -hmm. I'm saying is that we, we, we're not completely out of control of them. And, uh, you know, for example, if you're feeling stuck, um, then, then, then you can put on your favourite tune, you can have a boogie around and it, it, it might shift something for you. Mm. I love two things that you said there. So movement is the core of our being. And also, mm. you know, through changing the way we move, we can change the way we feel. And, oh, yes. you're still there. Sorry, there was a little bit of a funny noise. Yes, yes I am. <laughs> <laughs> but I think, and you know, you were saying if people are feeling a little bit stuck, actually moving is becoming unstuck, isn't it? Even if, you know, you don't have all the answers from it, that right away, actually, it is something you can Absolutely. do for yourself. And yeah, it, it's something that we can all try, yeah. Yes, and it doesn't have to be a dancey move. I was, um, you know, just going for a walk, like as you were saying, can, can do the trick. And there are different ways we can walk. You know, if we say, right, I want to uh, do a happy walk, straight away, the way we do that walk will be very different. We might feel lighter, there will be an openness to it. Whereas if we say, right now, do an anxious or stressed walk, our muscles will tensen up. We might be looking downwards rather than outwards. There might be that tension in our back. Um, our head might be buzzing, our breath might be shallow. So. You know straight away those emotions you can see how it physically uh, comes about mm. um, and when I work with my clients the biggest thing I give them is sort of helping them understand how to listen to their bodies and see it as a resource that allows them to deal with you know whatever life throws at them mm. um, and that their mind isn't the only thing that they need to help them solve problems or find a solution um, they realize that they can ground themselves when they're feeling overwhelmed they realize that they can feel joy they realize that that what zaps their energy and they find ways of creating energy within them mm. um, okay. and all of this they develop sort of a sense of support a sense of support from within that enables them to feel confident and resilient and um, we also identify their movement patterns which gives them a real awareness and understanding that helps them again in those everyday scenarios so for example why do I feel so irritated when someone takes their time making a decision well it might be that for you your movement preference is that you want things to be quick and snappy mm. and yeah so that's how it kind of works <laughs> mm, so it's being in tune with you and also having an awareness of what of others so that you can work with that as well but I mean I think what I love about what you said there too is that actually you're you're kind of providing them with a how-to aren't you because then they can enable and empower themselves right so absolutely. it's a self-empowerment piece yes yeah brilliant absolutely I, w I want people to be able to support themselves have that support from within so that they can find their own balance and I, I believe that that comes with awareness you know the 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 more aware they are, the easier it's they're able to get back into balance. Yeah, absolutely. It's definitely the core of what I do as a coach as well. That self-awareness is is key, isn't it? So I'm with you absolutely. there. <laughs> so look, you know, a lot of people um, 
at the moment will perhaps be feeling a bit stressed or anxious or uncertain, maybe fed up and low on energy, you know, as we're in the midst of this pandemic. You know, how can we use movement? And I think you've sort of already talked about this, but how do you think we can use movement as a tool of practice to help us now and, and then on into our everyday lives beyond this? Yeah, so that, you know, like we've said, the beauty of mm. movement is that you don't need to spend hours doing it. You don't need to follow an exercise regime as such for, um, for you to shift how you feel. So um, you could spend 15 minutes of just giving your body some attention and that will already make a massive difference to how you feel, even just moving to a song that you love. It might just be that one song. You can do it in three minutes mm, yeah. <laughs> um, and it just will help you um, move you know it will give your mind a break because you know things those sort of anxiety and stressed and often it's because we're caught up in our headspace I call mm. it our headspace um, and that that flow between head and body isn't there so you know get up from your desk if you're sitting down and just go for that walk have a little boogie in the kitchen the beauty right now is that we are all at home and no one is watching yeah <laughs> so we can just dance like no, no one, one is, is. Watching. yeah <laughs> um but you know allow us allow ourselves to give our minds a break and but thinking about it isn't going to do that uh we have to connect with mm -hmm. our bodies to give our minds a break yeah. and um well, you know, like we were discussing before um, when we first sort of started speaking, Michaela, um, since the start of March, I, I've been doing these 15 minute online group sessions three times a week for people who are in lockdown. And I started them when Italy and Spain started going into lockdown in Germany. Um, and they were in particular for people working from home. Um, because I just figured out, oh, you're at home now, that you can't use that barrier of, oh, it's awkward standing up in my office and, you know, shaking my hands about or yeah. moving around. Um, you're at home, you're not being watched, and here's your opportunity to connect with your body during your working day. Mm -hmm. And so themes that I've been working on in those many, many sessions have been around um, feeling grounded, you know, so that we can find our way back to that center point where whilst the chaos chaos is going on mm. creating space within small spaces i think we're all at times feeling the walls sort of falling in on us mm. so there's sort of using visualization and movement we can actually um we had some sessions where we sort of just created our own space that we could feel freely uh, could freely move in uh, letting go and transforming, spreading joy, and sort of finding flow. Those are just a few examples of the sessions mm. I've been running. But um, yeah, the you know the thing that everybody can do right now is just giving your body some attention every day through touch. So squeezing gently, um, starting at your head, just all the way down, your arms, your body, your hips, you know, just see, checking in on your knee. How's your knee today? How's your little mm. toe? Um, you know, we're so easy to forget that we have all these bits to us. <laughs> yeah. Um, be and we take it for granted, breathing. don't we, a lot of the time, our body, because it's such Absolutely. an amazing thing that just usually gets on with it and just looks it's, after us you know, enables us to do what we want but yeah yeah 
absolutely and um, just be aware of where the energy is in your body so um, you know if you're anxious it is likely that all the energy is in your head or just buzzing and we want to shift that into other parts of your body so you can do that by focusing on your feet for example or your legs and you know marching on the spot for example straight away that the energy is sort of being shifted into a different part of your body mm. um, and the thing to remember is that if you change the way you move you will change the way you feel mm. I love yeah. that I'm going to just start using that in my that's my slogan <laughs> I'm going to start using but no I mean that what you're doing there those sort of 15 minute <laughs> sessions <laughs> I am it's 15 minute sessions <laughs> you've converted me um but there's 15 minute sessions three times a week brilliant initiative and I think what I love about that what you were saying about whether it's one song that you dance to or give your body 15 minutes of attention we can all do that can't we and dancing Absolutely. is you know a movement then sorry it's accessible to all we can all do it we're all in control of that and it's very doable isn't it you know there's sort of three minutes to a song or 15 minutes and I think as well with music it just has the ability to uh, enable us to connect with our emotions doesn't it you know whether that's uplifting us and we need that or actually maybe we want to feel a bit sad and we want to listen to a sadder song and feel that have a little cry and really have that release you know and then Mm -hmm. sort of move on from that you know so I think yeah I think it's brilliant that I think everybody can can do that for themselves and you know like everything in our lives if we want it to feel good and work for us we need to make it a priority and our bodies are so important and we should all be making our bodies and looking after Mm. number one a priority shouldn't we absolutely (laughs) yeah okay so look um you know as you know this podcast is very much about life leadership amplifying the voices of, of women that are living and leading by example to be the best version of themselves and to have a positive impact for others, which you're definitely doing. But tell me, Gillian, how do you ensure that you show up as the best version of you? So uh, I th- the way to explain it, I think, is I, that I create flexible structures for myself that ensure that all aspects of my life are given time and energy and that that there is balance between them um and I call it flexible structures because um you know I've got my plan I've got something to go by but if things crop up and I need to be flexible I can do that so this beating up and this I I'm expecting to do what I've planned to do I've sort of removed that from my my way of living um it's more of a well that's the plan if it happens great and if it doesn't it will happen another day Mm. um and within that structure um you know there there is obviously time to appreciate um my body as a tool so um, i meditate uh, i do do yoga uh, to ground myself um i have quite a bit of time to reflect i need I find as old, the older I get, the more time I need to do that. Yeah. And, and it includes moving, whether that be running or walking or dancing. Um, and that happens somewhere during my day. Um, at the moment, it's lovely that I can sort of intersect my, you know, if I'm working on my PhD, for example, I know I'm at the computer, but I'll make sure that I can then get up and move, either go for a walk or dance or 
you know, run my 15 minute slots with the, the group. Um, so it, it does include time to care for myself, my body and my mind. Um, it includes journaling and being grateful at the end of the day. And um, it involves living with a clear sense of purpose, which for me personally is to share joy and help others find joy through balance, really. Mm. Um, so I think, they, yeah, those are sort of the strategies and they've all very much sort of been integrated into my life over the past 16 years. So since that car accident, that was sort of the starting point of it all. Um, and I think for me, you know, if anybody, any of your listeners are thinking of, oh, that's, that sounds a nice way of living. How can I achieve that? Um, for me, it was definitely making small changes and integrating small things rather than just trying to change your life from one day to the next. Um, that just, mm. that's unsustainable often. Um, because of you know mindset issues or what have you but these small changes I've found have been the most helpful amazing I mean yeah you're right small changes make a big difference over time don't they yeah, and absolutely I really love those pointers that you've said particularly flexible structures I think you're right we we can have a plan can't we but quite often things don't go according to plan and we can't control that and particularly when you're a mum or life in general, things come in, don't they, that we have to kind of react to. And that's something that I, I was doing a bit of reflecting yesterday. I've got a new journal and I was doing that and it said, what have you learned today? And maybe it wasn't a new learning, but I wrote, things will always come up. They just do, don't they? Yes, <laughs> that is absolutely. Life. And, it's how, and it's how we adapt to those things, isn't it? Or don't get thrown off by them or hijacked and, and all that kind of stuff. Mm. And I think the other things that you said that I really like are you know you always create time to care for yourself you know for your body and your mind and you live with that clear sense of purpose which for you is creating joy through balance or movement or so I'm changing your own words here but you know what I mean you here <laughs> living with that clear sense of purpose isn't it so um mm -hmm. which I feel it is it's intentional living isn't it and we all feel better for that when we know yeah. what's important to us our values and why we're doing what we do um it's so key to a happy balanced fulfilled life yeah okay so so tell me what is your what would you say your biggest personal or professional challenge is today and how did you overcome it and and how has it shaped you uh, there, there have been so many challenges you know mm. I, I've gone through divorce I've gone through owning businesses not owning businesses all sorts um and I, I do think that the biggest challenge is uh, what we're all facing at the moment. Um, and, and I suppose that, that, that complexity of the situation that I'm in with that, you know, I'm alone at home with three children, I'm working, I've got my PhD, um, my daughters aren't able to see their fathers, um, there's homeschooling, uh, finding a way through it all um, in the most positive way possible mm. given the circumstances so you know sort of and it's it's sort of an endurance test as well going alongside that isn't it um so mm. I, I, I yeah I mean over the years what I've found is uh to with 
all the challenges and I'm sort of applying to, to that to the current situation is to try and stay in flow um, which you, you know we've talked about you can have in your body um, so, so yeah just staying in that flow mode as much as possible not getting caught up on the things that are out of our control um, and be kind to ourselves and those around us especially um, in you know we're all sort of living in a smaller environment right mm. now so just being kind and kind to ourselves I think more than anything um, is really important it's so easy especially as a mum to always think of everybody else mm. we have to be kind to ourselves and not beat us up because um, the maths homework hasn't been done it, you know, it will happen when it happens. Um, yeah, so, I mean, there's nothing quite yes. like a global pandemic to, to test us is there. But, you know, <laughs> I think I'm definitely in admiration of you, you know, three girls um, trying to homeschool them, look after them, feed them, all those things. And, you know, doing what you're doing for other people and running a business and your PhD and everything else. It's all hugely admirable. I think everybody listening will be thinking the same. So, well done you and and through that I could just hear a lovely sense of and I'm sure it's not this way all the time but a lovely sense of grounded calmness you know and just that message of being kind to ourselves and and being kind to others it's one of the most important philosophies isn't it or ethos if you like I think that we can all and should all be living by yeah absolutely and you know the whole situation is just reconfirming that those ideas to always appreciate what we do have rather than focus mm. on what we yeah. don't uh, because suddenly those little things become really valuable and you can really be grateful for those um and you know the beauty that actually is all around us um really pay them some attention mm. yeah definitely the happiest mm. people i know are those that that are grateful you know, that practice gratitude yeah. and feel lucky every day for what they have, yeah. you know. Um, and that, I think, is a, is a secret, isn't it, to a, a, to a happy, happy life. Yes, I think so. <laughs> mm. Okay, so Gillian, tell me, who inspires you? Um, I always struggle with this question because I don't think there's one person in particular, but um, the people that I'm inspired by have things in common which is that they are passionate uh, they dream big and they live their life with purpose but also they they ensure that they sort of they make their dreams happen and they're persistently taking steps towards their, those those dreams and those goals um, I always find that really inspirational mm. do you know what I I always find that question a funny one too and I think I deliberately kept to asking it now because I'm really intrigued as to what people um what people say and I think something that I'm hearing a lot which is kind of what you said in essence is it's almost people's uh values right or the way that they're sort of living so they're sort of passionate they dream yeah. big they take action they're persistently taking steps it's not just some like one person with an accolade it's how people are living and and what they're living by and I totally agree because I find so much inspiration in uh, in the clients that I that I work with as well you know and mm -hmm. and and all the women that I that women like you that I'm speaking to and, and connecting with all the time so so I find yeah I'm totally with you 
on that as well. And it's something I'm hearing more and more from uh, the women that I'm chatting to about where, where they find their inspiration. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Sorry, were you going to say anything? <laughs> no, no, I was waiting. Yeah. <laughs> just having a moment. We're having a let's just like that. Just having here. a reflective moment. That was a poignant point. Um, Very anyway. poignant. <laughs> Tell me, what is your vision for move into balance, and and how do you aspire to have impact moving forward? So my vision for Move Into Balance is to share the movement theories I've been working with for the past 13 years with my clients um, so that they can find their inner support and balance. Um, I do believe, as I've said many times, that when your life is in balance, um, sort of there's that joy that comes with it. And by working with clients, sort of client by client, I feel that, you know, if you sort of see a, a nice flat lake and sort of a drop dripping into it that I feel you know if you think of each client being like a drop into that lake and the ripples of joy that that might create um that's sort of how I like to think of it um mm -hmm. so I, I believe you know the joy that that one individual then has in their life that that can spread I, you know I know that if I'm happy and balance that my children are more happier and joyful and that's you know three more people that are joyful yeah. and then you know if they're happy they then pass that well not at the moment but usually they then pass that on um yeah so i that's sort of the principle i like to work with um mm, that, that positive you know, ripple effect yeah yes the positive ripple effect yes <laughs> and and i believe that little tweaks and changes in our everyday life go a long way like we've already talked about so um i'm not into this massive drastic changes that then don't last so my hope and vision is that i can help women make little tweaks and changes that they need to to, to feel balanced and connected and joyful amazing and what i loved in particular that you said there is when you're in balance, the joy will come, right? Effectively, that's yeah. what you're helping, helping people yeah. with. Okay, Absolutely. so I, I hope I haven't stolen this, but my next question is, could you share with us one powerful quote, mantra, tip, or piece of advice that <laughs> has really resonated or helped you and you'd like to leave our listeners with? Um, I think it is listen to your bodies not just the shouts and screams that can be heard in the pain but the whispers so get to know your body appreciate the tool we have been given to experience our world and try and understand it and work with it i think that's yeah that's what i'd like your listeners to think about <laughs> mm. so make sure I got this right, but I really like this sentence that you just said, appreciate the tool we've been given to experience the world. I think that is lovely, such a lovely thought. Um, so, I mean, amen to that. And, and thank you. You've been such a lovely, um, calming um, sort of influence. I've really enjoyed my, my morning chatting to you and I'm sure everybody else will really enjoy listening to you as well and 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 on that note if they would like to sort of learn more about and um, move into balance and and want to experience working with you where can they find you um, connect with you 
and and what are the opportunities to do so um, to work with you at the moment so um, your listeners are really really welcome to reach out to me on instagram i'm at jillian.hip or they can find me on my webpage, which is uh, move-into-balance.com. Um, I'm continuing to run the free 15-minute move out of your head space sessions that happen three times a week. Um, they're guided mini group movement improvisation sessions, each with a different theme. And they just help us um, through this whole situation we're in right now. And sessions take place on Zoom. And people are so welcome to join those um, the more the merrier <laughs> and you can sign up on the, uh, for those on the Instagram I've got a link there or on the web page and I'm also currently taking bookings for my four week move out of your headspace course and that includes weekly 90 minute one-to-one -one sessions online um, and the course is designed to move you out of your headspace with a 20 to 30 minute guided movement improvisation and that's then followed by a reflective coaching discussion that draws upon the client's uh, reflections and their and my movement observations and the aim of that course is for you, for, for you to discover how to access the resources that we hold within us uh, to have more balance confidence resilience and energy and ultimately enjoyment and um, i'm actually offering 20 minute pre-course calls at the moment to answer any questions about the course if your uh, listeners are interested and they can be booked into via my web page as well brilliant well take advantage of those peeps so there's a free 15 minute sessions and then there's the 20 minute call that they can have to experience um working with you and, and the course that they could be doing as well so lots of juicy stuff there <laughs> so Gillian thank you so much it's, it's, yeah. it really has been <laughs> a pleasure you've been such a lovely guest and um I look forward to uh hearing more about moving to balance and, and watching that that space with what what you're doing and and uh and the people that you're working with Oh, thank you so much for having me, Michaela. It's been lovely spending my morning with you. Great. <laughs> well, thanks, Julian. Take care. Talk to you thank soon. You. Take care. Okay. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to the She Almighty podcast with me, Michaela Jackson. If you enjoyed this episode, please add us to your favourites and check out our other episodes. We're still pretty new, so bear with us as we bring more inspiring interviews to you. Have a topic request? Let us know. Want your voice to be heard or know a live leaders that should? Drop us a note. You can get in touch and learn more about us at www.shealmighty.com. Thank you for listening and being a part of the Shealmighty community. Thank you.